Betches Media presents. Will you suck? I'm in. To fix this water problem. Sorry to this man. You can have a hundred people in the room. And I, oh, goodbye, Kyle. At Betches. Rise and shine. Hello and welcome back to At Betches. I'm Sean Kilby, the podcast manager here at Betches Media. I'm Dylan Hafer, assistant editor, and I also run at Bravo by Betches on Instagram. And this is Amanda Duberman. I run news and activism, and I run Betches Up. Hey guys, how's everybody doing? Happy little, we Tuesday. A, we got a nice little dream team here. Yeah, I'm doing great. It's a cross section. I got the pop culture guy to my right. I got the just culture person to my left. <laughs> Amanda reads. All kinds of stuff. The news, not she's just like it. not just like magazines. No, like I do politics. know how to read. Like there's an election going on right now. Amanda knows all about is. it. I do. <laughs> Go listen Check to that out. podcast if you want to hear about sometime. that. <laughs> <laughs> That's where the drama is. Absolutely. Honestly. Every Monday and Thursday, a new episode comes out, and you Monday can hear Amanda Thursday. on that one. Mm-hmm. And if you want to know about what's going on, oh, by the way, Dylan, there's a uh, a new Bravo trailer you told me that just dropped. Oh, Ooh. the Real Housewives of New York season twelve trailer dropped last week. It was. Uh, much awaited, and it's it looks like it's going to be an exciting season. How many so. hours of your work day did you devote to that story? Of, of my work day, yeah. um, l- less four than, and a half. No, <laughs> l- less than I would have liked to. Um, you were really stressed <laughs> that they were going to release the Beverly Hills trailer too on like the same day. Well, last year they released the New York and Beverly Hills trailers on back to back days, right. so I just kind of like felt it in my bones. Um, that did not happen. Um, my felt it in my bones. My stress headache was for naught. Um, yeah, and then this weekend, Andy Cohen on Twitter said that the Beverly Hills trailer is not coming for a month or more. So, Interesting. Uh, there's there's huh. trouble in uh, the 90210. Yeah. They're delaying. This must be excruciating for Ooh. you. We also had MJ from Shaws of Sunset was in the office the other day. She was lovely. She yeah. really she was really nice. She she spilled a little bit of tea. Um, but yeah, it was it was a fun time. She ate baby food, which like <laughs> I would not have done. So it's good. It's not bad. Like the little pouches. I give them right. to my dog. You don't even really have, have to chew it. We love that. One of oh. them had like broccoli in it. No, 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 no. Some of them have like, there, there's one that I sometimes buy for my dog that has turkey in it. Really? Yeah. I'm I think not the with ones that. that are basically just glorified applesauce that you just suck out of a yes. pouch is that's this true. All, all baby food is glorified applesauce. Yeah. Unless it's the applesauce. Right. Then it's just applesauce. <laughs> Amanda also feeds her dog Morty. Oh, is he should be internet famous at this point? We're yes. working right? on it. Mm-hmm. Morty the, Mag- and you, and the gonna, There is a story about Morty in today's episode of there At Batches, but he has a weak esophagus. A paralyzed. Believe, so you have to totally paralyzed. You have esophagus. to sit him <laughs> upright. Yes. Like like he's sitting like a human. It looks like in a he's special just, chair. It's true. Sometimes I'll put on Instagram because his he needs gravity to like pull his food down into his tummy. He can't do it himself. Right. Um, so he and MJ have. Yes. Uh, they both eat baby food from but time I, to time. But I'll put it on Instagram. People are like, why do you have your dog and like that contrap people are just like why is this he like, looks why like is this girl he looks feeding like he's her at, dog like a magic like show yeah. or something <laughs> he does. one day like the, the animal service is gonna show up my house like we got a complaint right. i have watched i have watched videos of him eating on instagram many a time mm-hmm. and it Delightful. does not get old at morty the mega mini okay you're doing the Lord's work. We're working on it. Give him a follow. Yeah. Guys, today on the show, there are a lot of topics to discuss today. We're going to get into it here in a moment. First off, we're talking about Jamila Jamil's potential Munchausen syndrome. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, Bieber Nadella in the news. New album out, new album coming. 
Uh, the Americans with coronavirus guys on a cruise ship this week. Huge news. That's why I don't go on cruises. That's why, yeah. that's why I don't go on cruises. Plus, we're doing the first ever Betchflix segment here hey. on At Betches. If you are worried about spoilers for the new To All the Boys I've Loved Before movie, we are saving it to the end of the episode. Yeah. So if you have watched it, it'll be at the end. If you are waiting to watch it, you can hit pause at the very end of the episode and then come back after you've watched it. We won't hit too many spoilers on it, no. but you've been warned. There will be some yeah. hot takes, I have a feeling. So, yeah. yeah. And what's happening at Betches, you guys, if you're like us and you go to the gym just so you can eat the fucking chocolate, we are launching a new weekly email newsletter featuring easy as fuck recipes, workouts to get you off the couch, wellness tips, podcast episodes, and more. You can subscribe right now by going to Betches.co. That's Betches.co slash DST newsletter. Uh, that's coming soon. But if you subscribe now, you'll get to get the first episode in your inbox. Exciting. Also, for all you Bachelor fans out there, be sure to subscribe to The Bachelor Breakdown by going to Betches.co slash Bachelor Breakdown. It's a good email. It's, it Wait, is. It is. I'm really happy really with good. how it's been going this season. Yeah. I will say I am not really watching The Bachelor this season, but I have spent like an inordinate amount of time doing related Bachelor yeah, journalism. Same. And <laughs> there is so much going on in in Bachelor Nation. Really? Every so. season I try and then it seems like the whole universe is like, this season sucks. This Bachelor sucks. And I'm like, is that just part of it now? To be honest, I have like 12 Bravo shows that yeah. I keep up with. So I just have kind of cast aside The Bachelor. I'm like, it's totally. not it's not my thing. My biggest complaint with The ba- ba- Bachelor, well, The Bachelor, I have no complaints <laughs> Zero about. Zero complaints. With The Bachelor the is perfect. It's just a huge commitment. It's a lot of yes. time, which yes. is why I like The Bachelor Breakdown. Right. It synthesizes it all down for me. Guys, speaking of synthesizing it all down for me. That's why Dylan's here, because he's going to help walk us through some of these news stories. First one up here, there is an article on Betches.com right now written by one Dylan Hafer about Jamila Jamil's whole thing here. <laughs> oh, Can you tell us? So where did this... This all started with a, a podcast, somebody calling is her it, out? Okay, so there's... Um, it all comes back to this woman, Tracy Morrissey. Um, she's a podcast host, producer, person of the internet. She's great. Um, so she on her Instagram had this story going through about Munchausen syndrome, which is where somebody will basically say that they have physical and, you know, health problems mm-hmm. to gain sympathy from right. others. And so, you know, we've seen it like the the act, the act, right, yes, right, the right. Gypsy Rose Blanchard. That was Munchausen by proxy where you do it to another which person. Which is definitely the worst kind Oh, when you're, yeah, that's like the the crimey kind. Yeah. The regular one is just kind of like skeezy. Until you um, like defraud people. Yeah, yeah. So like, so Munchausen, for me, the first thing that comes to mind is Yolanda Hadid. Oh, right. Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. But that's. <laughs> but she didn't actually have it. She was accused of it. Yeah. Okay. She, mm. <laughs> well, she had, but she had Lyme disease, right? Yes. Presumably. Yes. She definitely, she definitely had Lyme definitely disease. She definitely had Lyme disease. Got it. Um, Yolanda, we love you. Um, but so basically, Tracy on her Instagram had posted a story a few weeks ago, kind of talking about Munchausen and pointing out a few celebrities that she thinks might have it. Is she any sort of expert in Munchausen's? No, she's okay. an expert in nothing. She's an expert in um, smoking in weed, picking up, the, yeah. picking up the pieces of stuff online well, that make it seem like people okay. have Munchausen. Because it seems like a an interesting pastime. I love her too. She she's a journalist. I think at BuzzFeed and writes a lot of amazing like long articles about restorative justice in cannabis oh, really? legalization. Yeah, yeah. Well, she's her, really her cool. podcast is called Pot Psychology. Yeah. Yes, she also writes a lot about 
yeah. the social justice around legalization and stuff. Okay. So I was surprised to see her name attached to this, and I was like, maybe she yeah. knows about um, it. But anyway, no, carry I think on. it became more of like a, a passion project <laughs> for her. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, she has all these <laughs> she has all these headlines. From I like how you have a weed <laughs> podcast, but this is your passion project. Oh, the passion project is Jamila Jamil. Yeah. Um, so she has all she pulled all these headlines from over the years about all of these different times where Jamila has told stories or said things in interviews about numerous injuries, illnesses, health problems at large. And there's some inconsistencies mm-hmm. in her stories. Um and then there's also some things that just sound a little too crazy to be there's true. There's some fantastical claims in here. So, yeah. so one of the big things is that there are multiple occasions on which Jamila says she has been chased by bees. Uh-huh. And then... Which as, has happened to me. And then okay. as a result of getting chased by the bees has gotten hit by a car. That part's never happened to me. My first thought when I heard this was, is she allergic to bees? Because that I can imagine, if you're really allergic to bees and you right. got bees, that could maybe instill in you just like a reckless pursuit yeah. away. She's also a child of the 90s, and we all thought we had a bee allergy after seeing My Girl. So that's <laughs> probably, honestly, you don't even have to have the allergy to think you have it. But yes, okay, maybe. That's this the point in Dylan's so, story where I, my, I, that, it took a turn for me. Yeah. You're like, oh, but the bees. But yeah. the bees. Um, so that's, so the multiple instances with the bees, then there are also, um, there are two alleged battles with cancer. cancer which one I can't of, find out anything so about, Dylan. One of those was when she was young. Okay. And that, to me, seems legit. She has talked about having cancer when she was I don't know. I don't remember how old she was, but sure. she, not an adult. And then the second time, at one point, she told a story about having a cancer scare where she had some kind of growth or whatever, and then it came back non-cancerous. Right. So that is one bout with cancer plus one cancer scare. Right. And then at a later date, she starts referring to two times that she has battled cancer. Mm-hmm. And that seems a little... See, because this is one of those things where I... Like, for example, one time I went in for my uh, annual physical and I told my doctor, I have to have diabetes at this point because the way I eat. You guys have yeah. seen the, the <laughs> coffees that I drink. And then the test results came back and he's like, you're perfectly fine. If I came into the office the next day and said, guys, I had a diabetes scare yesterday <laughs> at the doctor, right. you would laugh in my face. And that's kind of how this feels. Right. Well, I, I don't want to diminish cancer scares as either. a concept. That's no. I don't However, either. anybody who... It's not a battle. If you have though. a headache and you use Google and you feel scared, that there's a spectrum of cancer scares. Sure. So you could consider that a cancer scare. Right. And then there's a cancer scare where you go to the doctor and they say, we want to biopsy this. And then they biopsy it. And it's like, we want to look extra close. That's a scare. That, right. You might a spectrum have a, of totally. scares. You I'm might willing have a really, to accept that. You might have a really scary couple of weeks before you find out that you don't have cancer. But yeah. uh, you're, not, uh, you're not going to chemo when you have a cancer scare. Right. And here's the thing. If it was just that. No one would be accusing her of anything. Right. Yeah. So many other little things. Like she says that she got, what was it, a concussion on the set of The this, Good Place? This story's really good. Oh, so the it cookie. Was filming season one of The Good Place. She, Fantastic show if you haven't watched it, by yeah. the way. She said that there was a cookie on the floor and she wanted to eat the cookie. So she bent down to pick up the cookie and then hit her head on the corner of a table Giving, thus having a concussion, and then the whole time that she had the concussion, she was having seizures. Mm-hmm. And that's um, the most believable thing about all this. To me, <laughs> that she would hit her head. So the, the I have hit my head hard. 
reaching for things before. <laughs> the funny thing was that this, of course, got turned into clickbait headlines at the time yeah, that was yeah. like, Jamila Jamil having seizures because of a cookie. Yeah. yeah. Well, the, here's the thing, too, about her. I don't necessarily think she's trying to deceive anyone with these stories. I think in some cases, maybe she talks to a paramedic and then they say some medical jargon to her. And the next thing you know, she's talking about how she had seizures, even though she didn't really have seizures. Yeah. You know, it's like one of those things where it kind of yeah. reminds me a little bit of you guys remember the Brian Williams story from a few years ago where he mm-hmm. said that his helicopter was shot yeah. down in Afghanistan there are recordings of him right after it happened where he was telling the story accurately and as time went by right. his story morphed but I don't necessarily think he ever thought he was lying he just misremembers yeah. over time your, your memory really changes and I think that she could just be one of these people where when she has an event like a cancer scare or something from her past where you know she's slightly misremembering it the next time she does an interview with Jimmy Fallon, she tells it as though she got hit by a car when in fact she just ran into a parked car because she saw a bee. I think also like she can, there's a difference between being diagnosed with all of these things and for a long period of your life having symptoms that you don't know what they are. Like I've had bouts of hypochondria where I just didn't feel good and you're Mm -hmm. so desperate to find out why that you can just sort of decide this is what I have. And then like you said, you might just sort of move on and then you're like, she might believe forever. Like, yeah, that's what happened. That's what I had, even though it was an answer for her at the time. I, I believe think, that she I feels uncomfortable totally and saying, has yeah. chronic pain and probably anxiety and head problems. I think we know enough about Jamila Jamil at this point to say that regardless of a Munchausen type of thing, that she is kind of messy. Yeah. I think she, she likes to mix it up. She's the kind of person who wants to be the loudest and most relevant voice on any topic. Yeah. Whether that be all of this health stuff, um, she the, was big the, in the news with the Kardashians the, and the flat tummy teeth. Yeah, the Kardashians, yeah. all the Instagram mental health, which is definitely important. And I think she does do good work in that area. Um, the recent uh, things with the queer community. Can you which tell is, us, can you just quick yeah, primer. Yeah, so yeah. there's a TV show that she is producing and also going to be a judge okay, on. Yeah, so HBO Max is doing this show called Legendary that is a competition show for voguing, basically, which is like drag culture, very 1980s, like the ball kind of mm-hmm. culture if you've seen Paris is burning that type of thing it's a very long-standing cultural thing right a rich subculture with yes. its own history and its own insular right. group of people and so for that to get exposure on a major TV Fantastic. show amazing yeah so Jamila is one of the executive producers and the show had been announced in the past but then just a couple weeks ago they announced the first round of casting for the show which included Jamila as a judge and immediately people are like Wait, really? Like, you you know enough about voguing to judge a show about voguing? Mm -hmm. And so she initially was like, look, I'm out here giving opportunities to people, like, blah, 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 blah. And then um, this other actress, Trace Lysette, who happens to be a trans woman and was the mother of a drag house for a long time, which was in this voguing world. She came out and said... I auditioned for this job and I didn't even get a call back. And Jamila doesn't really seem to be a natural fit for this type of gig. And so that really like, I think the reason she's a natural fit and the counterpoint would be she's famous and famous people get you to watch a TV show. So is she the only judge? Like, why don't you bring on other judges? Um, I'm fine with her being a judge. Megan the stallion is also a judge, which I think is kind of equally questionable, but uh, yeah. whatever but, but so but then her fix so, was to, so then Jamila Jamil's yeah. response to all of this was to release a notes app statement which is my favorite kind of communication um, 
where she came out as a queer woman publicly for the first time. And I mean, some people were saying that she was lying about being queer or some, or to that effect. And like, I don't need, I don't have opinions on that. She, her sexuality is whatever it is, but it, it did feel like, okay, if I tell them that I'm queer now, then they'll stop talking about right. why I shouldn't be on the show. Very it's convenient like, time to come like, out. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm a card carrying gay man. I know nothing about Vogue. Right. That's right, what I was right. thinking. How does, how does being queer qualify her to, it doesn't, but, but, more it, but in is some it, sense. if somebody's good, you kind of, I would think, you know, when you see it, I, I just understand why a network would say we need the famous person to be a judge on it. Yeah. Right. But if you think about she could like, host it though, if she you think about like, Heidi. Da- like dancing with the stars, all the judges on Dancing with the Stars, the hosts are just hosts. Right. But the judges are ballroom dancers. Right. There, but then That's there's fair. always like like on Project Runway, like they have Carly Kloss do it now. And she's there with Kristen Siriano, who's like, Carly Kloss, I guess she knows about fashion. She's a model. But she has Kristen Siriano, who yeah. like, yeah, he's like the sidekick on the show. Maybe he should be. Honestly, I think he should be yeah. the main host. But like, I'm fine if you want need to have a name. Yeah. As long as you also bring others up right, with you right, right. who I, are the actual experts. To be honest, I'm not sure that Jamila Jamil is that big of a name. I was just thinking that as I said that. I was like. I, uh. they, they, I heard them talking about this on another podcast. But they were saying that it's like Jamila Jamil is she is no, is well known. Yeah. But she's not like you're not having like Jennifer Aniston host your voguing contest agreed yeah. agreed but but whatever so but there's a pattern here which is she looks for sympathy yes. to shield herself from criticism and then she li- yeah. so so she put out the statement about being queer and then later after getting a lot of blowback clarified that the timing of that statement was inappropriate mm-hmm. given the controversy about See, the show I do, so she basically yeah. tried to walk it back and say oh the timing of that was inappropriate but didn't really make a further comment about whether or not it's okay for her right. to be a judge on the show. The truth is, I find her to be a pretty lovable person. I like her on The Good Place, and everything I've seen of her outside of it, she's just as likable in the real world, and she's kind of an active feminist. She's kind of out there doing, at least trying to push an agenda that I agree with. She just also does a lot of suspect things. Yeah. I think the thing for me is I never watched The Good Place, um, which shame on me but um so i that don't one is on you so yeah. i don't really have any context for her aside from twitter yeah. when she first started behaving this way it was real <laughs> tahani energy like it was very yeah. similar to her character who's yeah. like pretty oblivious to right. how she's the world's head in the clouds yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah right right um she's kind of similar to like jack donaghy in okay. that she's always like and then i had lunch with like this person and it's it's very like weird weirdly timed kind of like how her announcement that she's queer it's very similar to that <laughs> so yeah. over time she sort of like started morphing into tahani and she's kind like of a, kind of um an earnest like delightful way and then now it's just taken like a okay. but yeah i mean is it okay to question her claims at all that's a great question we might just this whole conversation we just had i might have to delete it guys it might be super irresponsible of us i don't know because even if let's say for example she really has munchausen syndrome yeah now we're talking about a real mental health issue yeah is it something that we should be annoyed by or should we have some maybe some empathy i don't think it's costing here's the thing i don't know who she is hurting other than herself like i said I, i obviously don't know how she feels but if you're somebody that experiences a lot of uncomfortable symptoms yeah. you're, you're usually pretty desperate to figure out why mm-hmm. and i absolutely believe that maybe that's what's going on it's like she was like that time when she fell while she was hosting something and her story about what happened changed so many times she probably fell and hurt herself real bad in a right. lot of places and didn't feel good for her and and she's like i probably broke my nose and my elbow it's like i think she's the kind of person where 
If she was just saying, look, I've had health issues, whatever, would I care? No. But I think the thing that is okay to question, and especially because she is a public figure, is that she has made many, many, many claims, and some of them don't line up. And I think when you're a public figure, you have opened yourself up to that kind of scrutiny. I hope- she's not like making GoFundMes to try to defraud people right, for exactly. her treatment. At the end of the know? day, point, I hope point. she's well. I hope mm-hmm. she feels exactly. good. I hope she is healthy. But it's, it, I think it's, it's interesting to go through and be like, um, yeah, it doesn't really go with that. And then you said this other thing. And so I think it's, it's, ex- I don't think there's anything wrong with right, kind of right. putting a magnifying yeah, glass to right. it. I don't talk about that she has, is a person that has chronic pain and does, and has had a lot of problems with her health, whether all of these specific things like these actual diagnoses that she has dropped, some of them she has uh, misremembered like the seizures she yeah. described as like a tonal She's when they're like, actually a tonic yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't think you even get those from hitting your head. Which is like, we yeah, all, that, yeah. well, who, who among us has not like fallen or just feels really Oops. bad one day. <laughs> and you're just like also maybe feeling a little anxious and you Google around. And you're like, I think maybe I had that kind of seizure. Exactly. Maybe not all percent of us. I get but those some texts us, from my roommate like twice a week that it's yeah. like, I think I might have this. And I'm like, no, my mom and then I never hear it again. Calls me, she's talking about going in for a checkup or something. Yeah. And I'm like, mom, you're going to be fine. Yeah. But she actually, she's like waiting for me to like break down. Right. Because sometimes it feels good for people to worry about you. Yes. By the way, one of the, the most interesting things about this, though, or the thing that I think all of us probably did when we read this story, when we read Dylan's article, is I tried to find corroboration. Yeah. I want to see if somebody can either deny it or corroborate it. Mark Ronson, in the last 24 oh, hours, waded into this. Oh, he did? <laughs> he told a story where two to three bees were approaching slowly, and he said to Jamila, let's go inside. And then, and then her thereafter, story is I got chased by a pack of by bees. a pack of bees, and then got hit by a car. And, and then got he, hit he by didn't car. say she got hit by a car. He's and just then, like we went back inside. And then he followed up with, "I talked to my friend Jamila about this bee incident, and we're good now." I think that she has obviously had a conversation with her where she said, listen, this happened when you weren't there. It's one of those things. She's where like, Mark, walk it the fuck back. Walk it the fuck back, Mark. Yeah. And he is now <laughs> back on the right side of that. Line. I know. I know that Jamila um, DM'd this woman, Tracy Morrissey, many, many times, which was uh, interesting. I would love to be on the receiving end of those oh DMs. God. So Jamila, hit me, hit me up, girl. Yeah. <laughs> This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Think of yourself like a bottle of sparkling water. Get too shaken up and you're eventually going to burst. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. I love therapy. I've been to therapy for many years and I love that when I have a big problem, I don't have to wait and let it fester and let it get bigger. I can start bringing it up in therapy and talk through it before it becomes an even bigger problem. Figuring out how to find coping skills when I've encountered anything that triggers me or stresses me is one of the main things that I've really learned from therapy and has helped me so much in my life. It's helped me to be a better version of myself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Betches today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Betches. Okay, so now it's time to talk about Justin Bieber and Adele. So Justin Bieber is in the news for multiple reasons over this weekend. Yeah, Justin Bieber has had a busy 2020 so far. I guess that's what happens when Scooter Braun is working overtime (laughs) to make sure you stay in the news. Um, So his... 
new album changes came out on the past this past friday it's his first album since 2015 so it's actually been a long time that he's kind of been out of the spotlight at least in terms of like doing his own projects um so yeah the singles out or the album's out he has this youtube series docu-series where he and Haley are going about their lives and it feels bleak um and yeah so uh so any thoughts on justin's new album okay so i listened to the uh, several of the songs Mm -hmm. yummy is offensive to my sensibilities i can't stand yummy i loved your article about it though (laughs) but i will say that all the songs kind of sound the same to me yeah um i also watched the music video for intentions that's the one with quavo in it Yeah. yeah Oh, it felt very pandery. I didn't love that song. Like yeah. that's all about like pandering to kind of a feminist audience. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. I didn't like that. Uh, I think that sound how the album sounds is pleasant and enjoyable, but nothing remarkable really. There are a couple songs I really like. I really love the song Get Me with Kalani on it. I think that's my favorite song on the album. But overall it kind of feels like he went into the studio and somebody played him like a beat and he was like, yes, yeah, let's do that. And then like he, he came back and there were like 15 songs waiting for him and he just like pl- got plugged it into them. It does feel plug and play. Yeah. Me. He seems like, I, he seems like the kind of guy that everybody just says yes to. So he's mm-hmm. probably like, that's good. We're done. And I was like, all right, I guess well, that's the song. It sounds just like the one we just did, but yeah, there's no greater proof of yes, men being around him than the people who let him grow that mustache yeah, out. Right. I mean, oh, truly, God. You need somebody in your ear, Justin, to tell you what does and doesn't work for your face. Justin Bieber is one of those few people who, no matter how old he gets when he tries to grow facial hair, will always look like a 16-year-old. Yeah. And I'm not a person who can grow a convincing mustache, so that's not shady. It's just the truth. And so when I saw the video of him shaving the mustache, that was really a win for me personally. There's also a win for Haley Bieber. Oh, God. Because she, I think she posted a comment, just said, yee? On it, she was very excited about this. And then when he responds to, there's a wedding coming up, and he said he would grow it back out for the wedding. She was like, "Please don't give him any ideas." I totally understand being there. That is very relatable. I. They make me a little uncomfortable. The two of them. Did you watch? Did either of you watch any of their YouTube show? I did not. No. Um, I didn't watch the whole thing, but it was like the first episode. They're like back in his hometown in Ontario, like driving around and. It feels like a high school relationship where they're just kind of like, oh, yeah, like, let's hang out. Let's drive around like this is fun, whatever. And it's Mm -hmm. like, you're married. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't seem like a normal relationship in that sense. Also, some of the things that he says about her make me feel like he doesn't understand what a normal marriage is anyway. The fact that she's even remotely supportive of him, he thinks it's like. Like, she's the first person ever to give a sympathetic ear to their spouse. Well, she also said that she feels like it's her, like, God, God's calling to, like, take care of Justin right now, mm-hmm. which is just, it kind of darks me out. Like, I, <laughs> like, my, like, I don't know what my calling from God is right now, but um, the thought of it being taking care of Justin Bieber is just <laughs> Look so bleak. I will say there are thousands of people in the world who think their calling is to save Justin Bieber. That's true. To be honest, he would not have a hard time finding someone to take care of him. Speaking of that, that brings me to another story about Morty. Okay. Oh, good. Okay. Hit me. Let's, let's talk, when we let's first talk got Dachshund. Morty as a puppy, we lived in this, it was a terrible idea, this building in Midtown that was actually right next to where Justin Bieber's New York City apartment was, oh. at least at the time. 
It's at 36 and 5th. And so like every day. <laughs> Drop the address. Come on. <laughs> if you want to go hang out outside Justin Bieber's, it's inside the Latham Hotel at 36 and 5th in 36th Manhattan. 36th and 5th is like the it's not a fun. Hole. Yeah, I fucking lived there. I was like, it's Nomad. It wasn't. It was no, terrible. That's not Nomad. But anyway, that's where Morty spent his first year of life. And there were always like dozens of girls. Not always, but like they would find there must be some website like is Justin Bieber in New York City dot com. Check the appearance yeah. schedule. <laughs> right. And that was right when I got Morty. And so like, you know, when dogs are young, you want to like take them outside, like have like chill people around them. Yeah. Obviously, these girls would like lose their shit over my like adorable dachshund puppy. As and I, I had all the fawning energy. They were like ready to go wild right. for Justin. Just He's like not coming out of screaming, the building. <laughs> screaming at this dog who's a puppy. And I'm like trying to socialize him. I already live in Midtown. He's like, what the fuck? Why am I here? Mm-hmm. And they would have come on like way too strong. And I think that's why he's still scared of people. Because of Justin Bieber. Yeah. He ruined I, I my dog. Bieber. Bieber's I, afraid of people too. For sure. Yeah. I don't think anybody. Sad little dachshund. Sad little dachshund. <laughs> Whether Justin Bieber is your favorite person or someone you loathe, I don't think anyone on this planet would argue with the fact that he's like kind of fucked up. Yeah. And it's totally. not his fault. I honestly think he's most got Britney people vibes. would be this way. He does yeah, have Britney I, vibes. He's yeah. one of those people where I... I always feel a little nervous whenever he like comes around and you know, he's like, he did this. He just put out an album. He's got a big tour coming up. I'm like, okay, buddy. Like I want the best for you, but like, uh, yeah, I also finishes his tour. We'll all be a little surprised. Maybe if there's no hiccups, you guys have talked about this on the podcast before, but it's like, here they just got married and he's just like, usually still talking about how hard it is to be married. It's like, yeah, it shouldn't be that well, he hard. He gave an interview over the weekend right. talking about the early days of their relationship, I think around 2016 when mm-hmm. they first started dating, and now he had to have a hard conversation with her right. about how he couldn't be faithful yeah. to her, which is another way of saying, we're not going to be exclusive because I'm going on tour right. and I'm going to sleep with whoever I want, <laughs> right. yeah. which is not, honestly, in some ways, that's kind of a mature conversation right. if you really had it with yes. her, but there's no sweet way to tell that story. It was funny because it was the kind of like, I'm just not like emotionally ready to like be committed. That I thought that was going to end with like, that's why like, I'm just like not going to date for Robbie's like, no, that's why I just have to like fuck bitches on tour because <laughs> like, yeah. I'm not like emotionally, I'm, in emo- I'm like in a bad yeah. place. Well, that sounds like what you should do then is just philander. And that's my wife. Yeah. And he also talked about it being, he was in this space where he was still unforgiven or I don't even know yeah. what the word. it's definitely a re- religious statement he's making there. Yes. it took me a minute to decipher what the hell True. he was saying but he's basically saying that was before I found God God before so, he found Pastor Carl Lentz at the Hillsong Church yeah, that's actually what he found <laughs> he found a mega church he didn't yeah. find Jesus he found a mega church it's a little culty yeah so but, uh, culty. I will say and back to to Morty because everything should tie back to your just adorable yeah. docs and Morty Really, Justin Bieber and Haley's relationship is similar to that yes. of a dog owner and a rescue puppy. It really does feel that way. It really too. does. You gotta, like you gotta be patient. You gotta be patient. You gotta give them haircuts he sometimes. He can't chew his own food all he the time. It is food. what it is. Yeah. Sometimes you gotta pet other bitches, literally. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I just grimace. I'm so glad Amanda's here. She's saying all these things that we can't say. You know what? This is like the longest conversation I've had with two men in like a minute. Welcome. Welcome. You're very welcome. Um, I will say one thing that Justin Bieber also said. Clearly, he's been giving a lot of interviews and whatnot. Um, He mentioned in an interview that he wants to protect Billie Eilish. And I just... Justin... You're not protecting anyone. She's she's like, I'm good. Like Billie Eilish... Granted, she has said she was a big Justin Bieber fan when she was a kid. He featured on a remix of Bad Guy, which should have been left on the cutting room floor. (laughs) But 
She's a fan of his, but let me tell you, Billie Eilish does not need or most likely want Justin Bieber to protect her. And I I get what he means that she's so young and has gotten so famous and, you know, obviously has all these pressures around her. But it's like it is truly laughable to me that Justin Bieber is out here thinking that he has this like wisdom and that he's Mm -hmm. navigated through it. And it's like you navigated through it by canceling the end of your tour and like going to rehab and like disappearing for four years like nobody thinks you were like a-okay that right. whole time also the problems like the issues that Billie eilish are facing are very different from his like the day Billie eilish turned 18 there were pictures of her with like her cleavage because then it was suddenly legal to post those pictures mm. like i don't know what jay Beebs is going to help her out with yeah that. also like she just won all the Grammys. She's good. She's, she's thriving. Gonna, You're not. She, she's going to win an Oscar next year for the Bond song. Yeah. She just released like I I think she has good people around her. I mean, I she and too. her mom are really close. I know. And she's her always with her brother. I I don't I don't get nervous for Billie Eilish in the same way that I feel angsty about Justin Bieber. I know what you mean. It is. He's one of those people that when he's back around, you're a little, I get a little nervous for him. Yeah. I'm not convinced that he's out of the woods yet. I mean, I feel the same way about Demi Lovato right now. I yeah. love Demi Lovato. I'm glad she's back, but also like light all the prayer candles. Right, right, right. Yeah. It's like the comeback when suddenly there's this surge of attention again. Yes. Um, that's not good for anybody, which well, I think we're going to discuss. Well, yeah. Absolutely. Speaking of the attention coming back to you, Adele is in the news right now. She does have an album. She did announce so, the, the month. Yeah. Of so when she, was at, she was at a friend's wedding over the weekend where she gave a speech, a toast, whatever. Um, and somebody had a video, a recording of her saying to expect her album in September. Right. So my favorite, thing, my favorite thing about Adele is that when we see her lately, it's always at her best friend's wedding. She has like 10 best friends. It's amazing. I and lo- you can tell she's always like seeing it's like, this is my best friend's wedding. I love that. Yeah, she's been she's been actually pretty out and about in the last few months, considering Adele is the kind of celebrity where when she doesn't want to be seen, she's at she some yeah. she's at some castle in England and you're not going to there aren't going to be paparazzi photos. She knows how to disappear. Totally. And so even though she's not doing like press or anything, right now it's like no she's like living her best life out and about in LA mm-hmm. she was at Drake's birthday party a few months ago yeah when you're she friends was, with celebrities she went to an be. Oscars party like she's having fun and I like that for her because I like <laughs> I like it when she's happy mm-hmm. but she was seen giving the middle finger to paparazzi this weekend screaming at them I think that there is increased scrutiny or at least an increased appetite to see photos of her yeah. because she had yeah. a dramatic weight loss recently De- and yes. I, and and i would speculate that in some ways she is frustrated with the whole paparazzi machine and she wants to just be private because whenever you go through a transformation like that people are going to be both positive and negative towards you yes. and it Absolutely. really can be demotivating destabilizing whatever but then at the same time she's never really wants to be in the public eye no she's not one of those people that is like She's never had to be thirsty in her career mm-hmm. because she's so damn good. Well, she yeah. she from the first album she put out, she was winning Grammys, yeah. and then with her second album, she got so huge, like so so famous that she's never really had to. She's never really had to work to get attention, and so she's not the kind of person who is used to doing like kind of extra stuff. Like she mm-hmm. she's not the kind of person who's like, "Oh yeah, like if I go out and get photographed, then it'll help me with my whatever I'm doing." It's like she doesn't need that. Yeah, she doesn't need to go on like Stephen Colbert for people to buy her album. She's, Everyone's going to buy the album. She's the only person where 
me and my mom are equally excited for a yeah. new Adele, yeah. Adele album. And I can't believe it's five Sean years. And yeah. your straight friend Amanda. Like <laughs> she appeals to everyone. She also has the greatest carpool carpool karaoke yeah. oh in history. When she does Nicki Minaj, she's so good and she's so likable as just her normal self. Yeah. Oh my god, I love. Yeah. The I, only thing I will say is she is what a year or two removed from her divorce. Yeah. Which is prime Adele, Adele songwriting time. Yes. She writes a good breakup song. For I sure. know. It's like I like. September is kind of far away. Like I, I hope you're getting those those sad songs ready song now. Us, yes. Um. But yeah, I'm excited to hear what a what like a little more upbeat Adele album could sound like. I don't know. I also am. I sort of hope that she is kind of able to stay out of the spotlight until then, because then I think maybe the sort of like eagerness to see her and talk to her about her weight loss maybe will have dissipated. That's true. Like if it's like we see a couple and we see a picture of Adele because everyone loses is losing their shit over. I feel like it's a little bit already a little bit less than when those pictures came out of her at the beach yeah. when people lost their minds and mm-hmm. then like now less and less it's like yeah Adele lost weight. So I'm hoping by the time that the album right. comes out it's like we know. Like obviously she's still going to be asked about it, but I don't think there will be the same appetite for like oh my god what did you what happened right now there's not really anything else to talk about because it's like we haven't heard the music she hasn't actually announced an album date she doesn't we don't know like what her plans are so it's like oh she looks good Mm -hmm. yeah she's always looked good i would be shocked she's beautiful if this album isn't great i'll be shocked yeah she wakes up in the morning and she writes hits yeah it's just what she does yeah all right i mean maybe beyonce will get some fire under her ass to release an album Beyonce? I know she's busy, yeah. Yeah. Do you feel like that's her direct competitor, though? No, I just like, there's a gaping void in my life. It's been five years since an Adele album, at least that since Lemonade. I guess we got the one with Jay-Z, but for me, it's not the same. Obviously, Rihanna has left us hanging. We need our icons back. It's time. We need them this year. I need need these. 2020 is the year. (laughs) For sure. Otherwise, otherwise, the box is just going to keep being number one until yeah. like the end of time. <laughs> I don't want just to want 20 Justin Bieber songs. No, thank you. We've all been there, trying to fit everything we might need for a trip, only to end up with a suitcase bursting at the seams. But with Base, there's room for everything. 15 pairs of underwear for a weekend trip? No problem. Deciding between a few pairs of shoes? Bring them all with Base. It is my go-to travel bag. I love that the bag expands because I'm a chronic overpacker and it still fits in the overhead compartment. It just makes it so much easier to travel when I know there's a special place for everything. It makes me feel like a more organized version of myself. And I love that cushioned handle. I always get compliments on it too from anyone who's helping me with my bags. Base has thought of everything you could ever want in a piece of luggage. 360 degree gliding wheels, a cushioned handle, built-in weight indicator, washable bags for your dirty clothes, and all the interior pockets you need. Their luggage comes in multiple sizes and colors and for shorter trips the weekender bag is super functional and even has a place to store your shoes separately every piece is made to look better with miles so you don't have to worry about it in cargo or overhead and base has over 30,000 five-star reviews whether you're packing for a quick trip or looking to breeze through the security line base has your personal items covered right now base is offering our listeners 15 percent off your first purchase by visiting basetravel.com slash betches go to basetravel.com slash betches for 15 percent off your first purchase that's B-E-I-S travel dot com slash batches. I mean, we're going to change gears here now. Sure. We're going to talk some coronavirus. This is a topic that people have been talking about for weeks, and it really has been more, I feel, I feel fear based than actual facts based because we don't know a lot about it. And it hasn't really touched the American people until this week mm-hmm. when a cruise ship was infected with coronavirus or at least Couple five hundred forty-two of um, maybe one or two thousand. I mean, two thousand people. Yeah. So like thirty like percent. Yeah. Yeah. 
It's a yeah. lot of people to have coronavirus all in one place. So right. how did this come about? What's the deal with the Americans? How are we dealing with this? Yeah. So let's check in on sort of like umbrella coronavirus as of today. So, so far, um, nearly 50,000 people have been infected. That is majority, overwhelming majority in China. Um, over a thousand people have now died. Um, 150 million Chinese are basically under lockdown like they can't. That's why you're hearing things like Apple yesterday was like, we're not going to we're not going to hit our goals because people can't go to work. They can't go make iPhones, the ones that do. Um, It's really a challenge for the economy. Um, I believe the number of people dead outside of China is in the single digits right now. 760 million people are under some sort of lockdown, which that's almost a billion people. The fear mongering for Americans, we've sort of been yeah. like, and I still believe this, don't freak out. Like 10,000 yeah. Americans oh, have died I from, feel don't from, the flu, from the regular flu this year. If you're worried about getting sick, you should be more sick about that. But there was a big story over the weekend when there's this, been this ship, um, the Diamond Princess cruise ship. That is a Japanese cruise ship that's sort of been like... They've been quarantined on this boat since February 4th. Yeah, 14th. So they've been on this cruise ship for two weeks. Yeah. So whether you're either sick or you're losing your fucking mind. Yeah, totally, <laughs> totally. Yeah. yeah. So Imagine to the people who don't have coronavirus on this thing. Yeah, Do you like, just stay in your cabin the whole time because you don't want to get it? Yeah, they're like, totally. I came it's on this terrible. cruise and now I'm stuck playing like iPhone games in my room 24-7. Yeah, yeah there are a lot of like, you know, pieces about... Like there are already people that have been quarantined in like California and they're all fine. And they're they're sort of it's very different, obviously, from what's happening to people in China. because right. They're like on like some beautiful branch in California, just waiting for it to go away, watching the Super Bowl, waiting till they're oh, God, healthy. But um, so recently the Diamond Princess cruise ship was basically evacuated. A number of Americans were on board and they were put on a plane back. However, they were put on a plane with, I believe, 14 um, Americans that were in that were found to have had tested positive. They did not yet. They basically tested positive after they decided we're going to get these people out and back to the U.S. Um, Health officials made a decision that these people weren't yet showing symptoms, which Mm -hmm. can be an indication of how contagious they are. So they decided, let's just put everybody on a plane. Uh There was basically just it, it really to me looked just like a tarp that wasn't really sealed between the people that were infected and people that were not the people that were not infected were like what the fuck like yeah i feel good about that so those people are on their way back yeah and you were talking about what do you do with the cruise ship afterward that was my i don't think you have to like sink it i don't think it has to go to the bottom of the city they don't don't, like drive it into an iceberg (laughs) i don't (laughs) think so but it's like one of those things where it's like you know that if somebody died in a house you have to tell that like i don't nobody's died on these cruise ships i don't believe but like would you want to know if the yeah, ship like you if were going to go book, on? If I was booking my Japanese cruise, I would be like, okay, so I'll take whatever one's not on the Dream right. Princess. Thank you. Right. Which is like also just a huge hit to like, you know, Asian cruise businesses well, have been growing getting, a lot this, in recent years. I bet you this month, the next month and the month after are going to be a huge downturn for cruises. Oh, yeah. Compared with what they usually see during the season. And yeah. also, you know, people will just discover the wonders of vacations where you're not locked right. on a boat. <laughs> Dylan is not a cruise guy to I know. begin with. The funny, the, not the funny thing, but the, the unfortunate thing about it being on a cruise ship is that the coronavirus is likely to have the worst impact on people that are older right. and of poor health. Right. A majority of people on cruises, I think, are older. <laughs> They're not always of poor health, but like the people that were quoted in some of the stories were like, they were 79 and they were on, you know, their retirement trip around the world. Ooh, yeah. Most people healthy, obviously, but... Well, this is generally it's definitely the not case. the youngest popular. The average age on a on a cruise, I think, is generally going to be older than any other That's, type of vacation. Yeah, yeah. And the thing is, I mean, I was looking this up, and I was shocked to find out that SARS, 
is, yeah. which is also a coronavirus. Yeah. I mean, they are essentially different strains of the same but type But also, of virus. it's funny, because I, I didn't realize that the number of people who died from SARS was, like, less than 1,000. Yeah. And I remember that being such a huge deal. And, like, I think my grandparents had, like, were scheduled to go on a trip to China, and they had to reschedule it for, like, a year later. Mm. Like, yeah, I remember trip. that being, like, in the news all the time. And then when I realized that coronavirus had already like surpassed that in terms of death toll and whatever, I was like, Oh damn. Yeah. This is kind of a number of factors. It could be the time of year when it happens. It could be just like the way that viruses spread like this. Yeah. I mean, they come in ebbs and flows and it is in some ways predictable and in other ways unpredictable. I mean, people used to die by the hundreds of thousands from the flu. Right. And now they still do. We have 10,000 Americans that have died of the flu this year. Exactly. And I think in some ways, really the difference between how the world used to be before we had these Mm -hmm. pandemic scares and now is just the information is better. That's true. If this was happening in China 30 years ago, you just, if, unless you're reading the New York times cover to cover, you probably didn't even really know about it. Or you didn't, you weren't getting like hour by hour updates on who died, how many cases there are. Exactly. Exactly. And I think that feeds into the fear, but in some ways the good thing about this is we're uh, when there's a pandemic like this, our response should not be fear-based, but it should be action-based. And Mm -hmm. I do think that they are handling this better and better each time one of these things comes about. If you have 500 people on a cruise ship with coronavirus, it's almost amazing that they've been able to contain it the way that they yeah. have. And they're dealing with it in the orderly fashion that they are. Still strange to me that they put 14 people on an airplane and put yeah. a tarp up to, to cordon them off. I'm confused about yeah. that. I mean, I believe that these people are experts. But in the article I read about that, they had, they talked to like the Australian health official who would make that decision for his country or her country. And the person was kind of like, I don't know. <laughs> like, I'm not going to give you a full-throated endorsement. Of that. However, I do want to say, while I'm on this podcast, because I've said it on my podcast, the coronavirus does not give you an excuse to be racist. Definitely not. not. Thank you. I have heard people say appalling things like they're not going to get their nails done in the city, that no. they don't want to mm. go to Chinatown. Chinatown restaurants in Manhattan are actually like having a very hard time. So if you're visiting you New York, me? yes, if you're visiting New York or you live in New York, go to Chinatown, have an amazing meal. There's great food there. Get some yes. dumps. I like go there we all said, the time. We, Get some of those dumplings. Yes. Go now. Maybe there's not a wave because people are assholes. So hey, Sean, like, after we're done recording, you want to go get some, go get some dumplings? Get <laughs> that for lunch. That sounds great. I will say that the tarp on the plane. It, it rem- I love it. It I makes me think so. of like. It makes me think of like. Oh, we don't have condoms, so we'll use Saran wrap. That'll that'll do. <laughs> yeah. And it's like no, like you need like the zip the zipper thing, right? And it's got to have like the the a floor and a. Dylan seat, wants like, full hazmat suits. In fact, if Dylan ever goes on a cruise, you know he's bringing his own hazmat suit yeah. with him just you know, to be safe. I don't want to get any weird tan lines. So I'll just do full, <laughs> full body hazmat suit. Two, toe. <laughs> um, I mean, this is still, this is not going away anytime soon. No, I'm, it, curi- I'm curious to yeah. see kind of like what the end result is, because at this point, like, honestly, like, I don't think about it in my day to day life because I'm like, OK, if one person in the US has had this, like, I don't really feel like I'm going to get it. But it has made me um, watch me be the next. One. I'm not particularly worried about me. Uh, and coronavirus but this whole thing has made me like just to see the reaction it has made me feel a little bit more nervous for when there is an actual threat because you know like within days you couldn't get to whatever degree face masks are effective within days you couldn't get them on amazon anymore right. within i know days, you checked i did i my, my parent my dad's a doctor i had him send them to me and, know, and my boyfriend was teasing me i'm like this is not for now but like if there is something, I want us to be prepared. What? We the- stocked up okay. on Morty's food in case sure. we can't go outside. Uh-huh. Like- and that is soft food. You have to buy that right. in <laughs> jars. 
Well, it's it, it, uh, it, it just but, made me like I live in a city where if something happened, uh, I mean, when he well, there prepared. was a situation when. Um, a, a man came back. I think it was a doctor, and he didn't realize he had Ebola. And they, he oh, basically yeah. had the most epic at night out in New York. Do you remember this? Where he went to like four different bars. He went bowling, bowling. He stuck his fingers into bowling balls in mm. Williamsburg. Mm-mm. And it's like it, living in a big city or a small city. It's like it really doesn't take a lot for stuff to, to go true. very badly. But, with, but I don't think with that's these happening. face masks, though, the World Health Organization yeah, they says they're, they're not nothing. for the uninfected. But if you have coronavirus exactly. then you should wear a face mask right. so you don't just like the others. flu just right. like the flu yeah so really you're trying to protect the rest of us in case you get right sick. right or if there is something wild i'll throw on a face mask if it'll help me a little bit make I mean, me feel just, better just wipe the microphone just when you're wipe done the mic- if you don't mind could you just <laughs> i have some I have some of the, like the alcohol wipes <laughs> you know my, um guys we're gonna take a quick break when we come back okay if you've watched all the boys two p.s i still love you <laughs> stick around we'll come back we're gonna talk about it a little bit if you haven't go watch it and then come back and listen Listen, we all know that scratchy PJs can make a cranky kid. I want my kids to be comfy when they sleep and are rested in the morning. And that's why I snuggle them up in Little Sleepies. Little Sleepies makes award-winning bamboo PJs that moms rave about. I am said mom. I am obsessed with Little Sleepies. They are so, so, so soft. I just got one that was the Checkmates Zippy for my son, Lucas. It's so adorable. And it's limited edition, so everybody go check it out. Little Sleepy's Zip Romper Pajamas, a.k.a. Zippies, the ones that I got, were designed with thoughtful details like fold-over feet, mittens, and a double zipper to make the the middle-of-the-night diaper changes easier. Made from the buttery, soft, custom-milled Luna Luxe Bamboo Viscose, their Zip Footy Pajamas are gentle on sensitive skin and babies with eczema. But what parents rave about the most? How long they fit. And Little Sleepies makes the best baby shower gift. They have inclusive sizing from preemie to adults 3X. There are also nursing and pregnancy-friendly styles available for adults. So try a pair of Little Sleepies today. Fair warning, you'll never go back. You can try Little Sleepies for yourself by visiting littlesleepies.com. Plus, get 15% off your order on littlesleepies.com with code BETCHES. That's L-I-T-T-L-E-S-L-E-E-P-I-E-S.com with promo code BETCHES. All right, to all the boys too. It's out on Netflix now. It dropped just before Valentine's Day. Brilliant release schedule. Brilliant. Uh, there are two sequels. This is this obviously the second movie, and then the third one they filmed. They already filmed it. Yeah, they're it's coming out next year. Oh, great. They Lord of the Rings did. Wait, mm-hmm. Sean. Okay, without looking down at your outline, don't do it. What is the name of the movie? To all the boys, colon, P.S. I still love you. That's yes. impressive. I know. I mean, every time I want to say it, I want to call it To All the Boys 2 Electric Boogaloo. I just can't think of it any other way. People were trying to do acronyms with it, and it was like. Because the books, the, the first book, it's a book series. It's a yeah. trilogy of books. T-A-T-B-I-L-B-2 <laughs> P-S-I-S-L-Y. I love that show. Yeah. The, My favorite the, movie. Yeah. The books don't have To All the Boys in the title. Oh. It's just like the second one's called. Oh, that makes sense. P.S. I Still Love You. The third one's called. Laura Jean forever and ever yeah. uh, whatever it's called <laughs> yeah so they're giving these subtitles yeah. um, I think the first movie was a phenomenon yes it I really, liked the first movie a lot I watched it Loved. I'm not the target demo for it I thought it was a fantastic rom-com I do like a good rom-com I want to totally. be clear about that but it also is definitely I want to be I want to make that very, very clear clear <laughs> we're not rom-com haters my here. second favorite movie of all time is Dirty Dancing okay. Notting Hill is in my top 10 Amanda okay. what's your favorite rom-com my favorite rom-com is probably 
I like. I think Breakfast at Tiffany's is pretty funny, except for all the racism. Would in the you beginning. call that a rom com? Maybe not. Okay, fair. Okay, mine is thirteen going on thirty. Great answer. And I feel like this movie or this series is very much the rom com of this teenage generation of this yeah. era. Yes, absolutely. It is their version of like Gen was, Z so wait, far. You're clueless, you're mean girls, you're 30, 13 going on 30s, whatever the case may be. How to Lose a Guy in 10 How Days. How to Lose a Guy in I 10 I think that's days. my favorite rom-com. That's a great one. Yeah. I mean, not good, it's not a it's good the, movie, it's but like, it's a great it's movie. It's the pivotal I've never, one. I've never seen that movie. Really? Mm. Oh, I'm jealous. It's like, it's. I would love to rewatch <laughs> it for the first time. time. And to all the boys, there are, we have an onslaught of these, some of them bad teen rom-coms that are on the streaming services. Yeah, and that's okay. And that's, and I'm okay. I've never watched The Kissing Booth, but I have a feeling that one is very much not for me. Yeah, I um, haven't watched it either, no, but the main dude either. is dating Zendaya now, so maybe I should check it oh, out. Oh, okay. That's the same guy that's in. Um, Jacob Elordi. Yeah. But to all the boys also is the movie that launched a thousand Noah Centennio yes. <laughs> crushes. Yeah. Um, so I, I also really liked the first movie. I've seen it more than one times. Um, and more than one times. I've only seen it one times. I was going to rewatch it before watching the second and then that didn't happen. Amanda, you failed. It's also weird. It actually is. A, it's different. It's a different story format than most rom-coms. Yeah. It's kind of a cool idea. It's a very clear. Oh, you mean the first one? The, the second first one. one. Yeah. 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 So the second one, I got to say, like, didn't quite do it for me. Um, I think you just, for me, I started to feel like, I mean, first of all, none of us are the target audience for this. We're all too old and too not (laughs) 16-year-old girls. Um, We're like the most cynical people in the office, which I think is really funny that we're discussing this. (laughs) But um, I felt like by the end of the second movie, I was like, you know, Laura Jean kind of sucks. She does kind of suck in this movie. That's, yeah. I very much agree. So the first movie, I feel like I really like got it, what she was doing and going through, that it's like, yeah, she's never had a boyfriend before. Like she, you know, she's trying to figure it out, whatever. And she she gets the boyfriend at the very end of the movie and it's like, okay, like, yeah, like good, good, good job, girl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the second movie, it's like, get your shit together. Get your shit together. Well, anytime you have a movie that ends with a happily ever after and then you do a sequel. Yeah. That's difficult. I like the format they came up with. Really? Obviously, again, it's, it's yeah. based on a book. I thought it was kind of cool that they're, they're going to redo the To All the Boys thing where this John Ambrose character, they bring him in and it's yet another person to compete for her heart. And clearly Great. the superior choice. Oh, oh, okay now. I love Jordan Here Fisher. Here we go. So you guys yes. think she should have gone with John Ambrose? Uh, I did. Okay. The thing is, <laughs> what, I, what bothered me was that I was like, Noah or what's his name? Peter Kavinsky was like. That's exactly the problem. Is that he has become Noah Centennial? Yeah, yeah. It's but absolutely he right. was he was like so fucking into her, and every second she was like, "No, he wants to break up with me. You want to break up yeah. with me? Why aren't you happy? What if we break up? What if we break each other's hearts?" And it's like, shut up! Like yeah. you have a boy. You're like seventeen. You have a boyfriend who's like so into you taking you on this like dinner date like chill out like yeah of course your relationship's not gonna last if you can't go 10 seconds without being like oh my god oh my god and when they like had like a fight and this is i think very common in first relationships and i wish they'd actually like made this more of a conversation is like when they get into a fight she's like okay so are we broken up and he's like no and i thought they could have made that kind of a bigger thing like teach a lesson talk talk about like just because if you fight doesn't mean the relationship's over and it doesn't change your whole i think that they what was interesting to me is how they tackled sort of like the sort of awkward transition between like 
crush the crush to the courtship ultra, to we're in a relationship ultra honeymoon phase to mm-hmm. like actually having a partner and a person in your life and that can be a little bit of an awkward thing when that person's life and that person's preferences suddenly the guys Peter's like well I'm gonna volunteer here yeah. so I'm gonna volunteer here and then but she catastrophizes those way too much well and also I think yeah. I really liked the parts with What's his What's his name? John Ambrose. John Ambrose. John Ambrose. I can't remember. He, that kid can play the piano. Oh, uh, Jordan Fisher is so talented. Yeah, he's, he's like a Broadway, Broadway person. Yeah. Um, but so I liked the parts with him. I thought that was interesting. Holland Taylor is like an icon, so I, I liked whenever she was, was on the screen. Stormy. <laughs> it's so I'm, funny. I'm like, I she can't. She tries to get a 16 year old drunk at some point, and then I'm like, nah, her name's Stormy. It yeah, checks yeah. out. Yeah. But so I liked those parts, but the parts with. Peter Kavinsky, I felt like nothing happened. Nothing happened. The movie, yeah. the movie ended and spoiler, 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 they get back together and I'm like... It's a tiny blip. This happens on a weekly basis to teenagers. Like, this yeah, was, totally. Good point. I'm like this... I watched this whole hour and 45 minute movie and I feel like we are in the exact same place we were an hour and 45 minutes ago. It felt like, you know, if this show were like a 12 episode season, it felt like the worst three episodes in the middle of oh, the really? season. Kind See, of. I, like, I want to give them credit. I think it's really hard like to it. make this. And I thought it was kind of a fun movie. So I was I was long for the ride the whole time. I was not bored. But I will say when it got to that part, part where Stormy's trying to pour her a drink and she's yeah. like, but I'm 16. Yeah, that was when I realized this girl's still 16. It's been right. like two weeks since the last movie. A lot of That's this true. is not really making a lot of sense. I also will say. That on the one hand, the whole time she's making all these decisions and she keeps acting so insecure. Like, mm-hmm. I've never been a girlfriend before. And it's so annoying. Yeah. But then I realized maybe that's just good writing. Maybe that maybe they, they're aware of how annoying it is when somebody is showing all of their insecurities in a relationship and keeps talking about it. And like, I don't know if I'm going to mess this up. I'm so worried that it won't go well. And all you're doing the whole time is pushing the other person away. Yeah. Uh, maybe that's good writing or maybe it's just annoying. I don't know. I think, I, yeah. I mean, it did make her a little bit less likable. Like I read something comparing her to Carrie Bradshaw and I thought that was very yes. accurate. She's just sort of the center of her own universe. No and regard doesn't, for other people's feelings. Just yeah, and just, and just, um, just over overestimates like how much a particular feeling she's having in a second should influence the person she's in a relationship with. That being said, I did like... Like, obviously, a lot of young girls watch these movies. Like, I babysit a 13-year-old girl. and What did she think of this? I don't know. I haven't seen her since this movie came out, but I know she loved the first one. And they, like, love this universe. Next week on Out Betches, we have a a exclusive interview. (laughs) 13-year-old Francisca. (laughs) (laughs) And, like, I did like when when Largene finds out that, um, like... It, she starts to feel that it might just be an accident that they ended up together because she finds out that Peter was actually waiting for Jen in the hot tub when they hooked up. Yeah. Jen, who might I might I mention, spells her name G G N. That was. Just I was reading an appalling. article and I was like, Jen. Yeah, I had no idea the whole time. Yeah. Sorry, go on. Hot no, tub. <laughs> I, I did like how that was an instance where when Laura Jean did stand up for herself, I felt. Like I was glad that Francisca was going to see that because that was not appropriate what Peter did. And he deserved to be confronted about that and to have a conversation. Yeah, that didn't need to end with him again, breaking up. But I liked that she she did stand up for herself. She had the right instinct, even though a lot of it came out of insecurity. There were parts of it that I thought modeled decent relationship behavior for young girls and that she was like, I'm not going to have sex. And he was like, cool, fine. All right. I also love that um, Janelle Parrish, who plays Margot, literally just signed up for like one FaceTime appearance in the movie. <laughs> oh, my that God. That's so woman. true. <laughs> she was like, she's um, a, I wasn't going to say she's like, um, yeah, I don't really want to do it. But like, I'll do like a video chat for like yeah. 10 minutes, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, I, they just didn't write her into the movie, I guess, right? What happened there? I mean, she could have been like home from Scotland if they wanted to, like. Yeah, they could. They didn't yeah. want to. They really, really didn't want to. I will say there, there's just some takeaways from that I had from the movie. First of all, Lana Condor. I realized while watching this one, is actually a good actor. Yeah, yeah. she's pretty good. She was her, she the actor. I was not aware of the whole time. I was the whole time. I thought that she was Laura Jean. Yeah. I will also say that while watching this, I also noticed that Noah Centineo. Who cannot? He's not Peter anymore. He's not even really Noah for me anymore. Yeah. All I can see is Mark Ruffalo. I realize he's just younger, hotter Mark Ruffalo. <laughs> yes. They sound the same. Oh yeah. They, they, they have like the a same. crooked smile. Yeah. It's a whole thing. Laura Jean. But but I think since the first nope. movie, do it. Covey. Yeah. Covey. Covey. No, come on. And that's what I was like. She Covey. never was like, don't call me that. Yeah, we're not like wrestling I don't want my teammates. romantic partner to call me my. <laughs> Like, Covey, it's not what you think. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> the other person that I could not shake was this guy Ross Butler, who plays Trevor. Yeah, and he's very attractive. He's the one oh, yeah. who, who's date, like basically dating her best friend in this one. The guy is. I looked it up. He's thirty years old, and you know what? <laughs> he looks thirty years old. He does look like a he's creepy like a third year old. Sixteen year old. Yeah. Wait, I'm like googling him right that now. That is that's absurd. He's very good looking man. Yeah. He's. I think he's on Riverdale. I think oh. that's where he like became insta famous. Yeah, because he's got that Noah thing. It's like when Hannah Montana's brother was like thirty two years old. Guys, I just can't shake it. And then the last yeah. thing I will say, when when the main conflict in the movie appears to be, I mean, obviously he's hanging out with his ex girlfriend, but also that he didn't write the poem. Yeah. <laughs> His he 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 look at he wrote it down by hand and right. put her name into it. That's more effort than most guys are putting out on Valentine's Day, and that's well, a fact. wasn't he like? I thought you knew I didn't write it or something. Well, he was like, I never said I wrote right. it. You just assumed, and I was like, okay. And it's like, like I don't think he was that wrong for that. But also, it's like, yeah, yeah. your sixteen-year-old girlfriend is going to be pissed off if she thinks you wrote her this like heartfelt poem, and it's like, no, I found it in a book. But for as far as high school poetry goes, right. it could be worse. <laughs> um, you guys, so overall, I will say, I thought this movie was, it, I think it's, people are liking I it. I will watch the first one, with the third one, within several days of it coming out, I will, sure. I, will watch, I will watch the third one, because I will feel like I need to. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Um, I'm looking forward to, there is no release date for it at the moment, but I'm assuming I would guess they'll just, soon. I bet I've the heard, gap won't be as big. I've heard 2021... So I'm guessing they'll do a Valentine's they Day just again. They do Valentine's Day again. But th- I guess they also shot it a while ago. But by then, Noah Centineo and the whole <laughs> cast, they're all going to be like... Noah Centineo is going to be like 60 be years Medicare, old. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The actress who plays Kitty, who is also amazing, yeah, will look... She's, she's young now, so I feel like she'll look she a lot, is so, a lot She older, is also... Yeah. Talk about stealing the show in both movies. Yeah. I want I want them to just have a thing where um, Dr. Covey, Covey just is Aiden. <laughs> It'll just be Aiden it's now? Aiden. It just I is Aiden John from Sex Corbett. And this is what happened to him in his life. He, he It's funny because to me, he's... um. My big fat Greek wedding. Yeah. Oh, really? Because like, I'm not a big me. Sex in the City person. Yeah. So, like, I'm like, oh. Also, the voice of the Walgreens commercials. Yeah, right. he's really good. When you guys asked me my favorite rom com, the reason I paused because I was going to say Sex in the City. Sex in the City, the movie? Sex in the City, the show. The show. Yeah. In some ways, he is the John Ambrose is the Aiden of this film Excellent series. Excellent point. And a lot that of people still think true. he's like the smart one. 100%. Yeah. I mean, Carrie should have ended one. up with Aiden and, big, and not Big. Big is like the hot one, but he's like kind of gross. Yeah. Yeah. Who writes poems that aren't his. Jen. Yeah. Again. <laughs> exactly. Uh, you guys, great job today. I've really enjoyed Yeehaw. this podcast together. Don't Me forget too. to rate, review, and subscribe. Give us your feedback. Tell us how much you loved this episode. 
Dylan, where can people find you on social media? Um, at Dylan Hafer on Instagram, at the Dylan Hafer on Twitter, and of course follow at Bravo by Betches on Instagram for all of the Real Housewives and other Bravo content you could ever want. And Amanda, where can people find you, and where can people find this up? Find you can find me if you want. I don't really care at at Rubadub eighty nine on Instagram, but more importantly, follow <laughs> at Betches underscore sup. On Instagram, and if you want to keep updated on the coronavirus, you should subscribe to our newsletter, betches.co slash sup sign up. It's a news and politics newsletter, but you will get it and laugh at it and think it's funny if you don't care it. about news oh, and politics. I read it every day. It's so it's funny. Fantastic. I, uh, it's written by Elise Morales, who uh, is another sup post. It's excellent. We She's been doing very, very regular updates on the coronavirus. I uh, should check in on her and make sure she's okay. <laughs> That's it for at Betches. Thank you so much for listening. At Betches is produced by Sean Kilby and Mike Coscarelli. Artwork by Brittany Levine. Be sure to follow us at Betches on Instagram. Betches.